everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the Rockcast, the podcast made by Rockhurst University students for Rockhurst University students and anyone who's interested in life at Rockhurst. So the class of 2021 has had their moment in the sun quite literally. A commencement was held almost a month ago now at Children's Mercy Park, home of Sporting KC, MLS soccer. Uh, we'll talk with our two seniors here about how their days went and how their weekends, their party weekends went um, back then. Uh, see just kind of what all the, the culmination of uh, their work at Rockers came to the celebration point. How was that? And now how does it feel now? Also, we're approaching the middle of summer break already, uh, which means different things to different students. Some are working, some are still taking classes, some are in study programs in other countries. We'll discuss what summer is like for incoming students and current students and now new alumni. Summer obviously becomes before the fall semester and an announcement went out recently from the university saying vaccine, uh, vaccinations will be required of students to come back in and the reason being for safety of others. And we'll get into that a little bit. There is an exemption that can be applied for due to medical, religious, or personal reasons. So we'll discuss that. And finally, in this week's I Wish I Knew segment, uh, we'll talk about how to prepare for a school year. So is there anything that students can do going into the fall semester, if it's their first fall semester or their last fall semester, what can they do to make it easier? on themselves. But first, let's introduce our rock cast for today. Tell us the usual name, major, where you're from, or I guess name what you graduated with and uh, where you're from, and then answer this question. We're in the season of summer jobs. So what was your first job ever and how'd it go? Hello, everyone. I'm Jim Payton II. I am well, now a junior, crazy, <laughs> a junior from Chicago, which is where I'm at right now, major in marketing, minor in film acting. And I do have a few summer jobs right now, but my first job that I ever had um, was as a caddy at a country club, which is pretty much just tending to the needs of golfers. I've actually been a caddy for six years. Um, and it's not even the idea about it being good money. It's just really good to talk to members, you know, get to be around the game of golf. Actually, I've never played golf before. I'm not that good but I do like being around the game myself. Um, my name is America. I am a, well, I guess now a recent college graduate. Um, I graduated with a BSBA um, and a concentration in corporate accounting and finance. I'm from Shawnee, Kansas. And my first job was with my dad. So it, it really has been my only um, first and only job um, just working with him at the restaurant. My name is Vince Raschetta. I am a recent graduate and now alumni of Rockers University, graduated with my bachelor's of science in nursing, um, resident coffee addict of the Rockcast. You guys are gonna have to find someone to replace me with that. <laughs> but my first summer job, uh, I was a youth sports coach for my local YMCA. Um, I taught little kids how to play football, basketball, soccer, and baseball. Um, mainly for ages three to four. So that was a ton of fun, <laughs> introducing kids to the sport. Awesome. Well, thanks all. I am your host, Chad Schnarr. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the Rockcast on whatever podcast um, client you use. Uh, comment, rate, review, all that good stuff. And if you want to watch a Zoomcast of this episode, you can find us at youtube.com slash Rockers Talk. If you have any questions or topic ideas, send us a DM on Instagram at Rockers University or contact us through rockers.edu. So here we go. Our last episode was right before commencement and America and Vince, uh, we've been talking the last um, few months about what it's going to be like. Um, it's finally coming to an end, how's it feel, all that stuff. And you've been talking before we all uh, hit record here on this. It was just, how does it feel? So there's the question. How does it feel to be a college graduate? It feels, um, just to kick us off here, yeah, it, feel, it feels really great. Um, 
college is a great time. It's a fun time, but it's also just four years of straight grinding toward your career. Um, and that's what we're all here for, right? That's what it is at the four years. And that's what we celebrated at graduation a few weeks ago. Um, it was a big relief to, you know, finally have that recognition for four years of blood, sweat and tears uh, that we all have put into our degrees. And it was really cool to be able to actually honor everybody in person when we were all expecting, you know, six months ago that it wasn't going to happen. Um, for me personally, though, I, I thought it was really fun because uh, the first college to go up was Research College of Nursing. And so, and I was like right at the front of the line. I think I was one of the first 10 names called, which is totally not normal for my life with my last name starting with R. I'm usually at the back half of everything America feels me on that one. <laughs> and so being one of the first people to be called when everybody was like paying attention right at the front of the start, it, was, it just felt really cool to be able to walk the stage, give Father Curran a little elbow tap. And then, um, but yeah, for nursing majors though, it does feel kind of weird because one, we are celebrating, but two, um, just because you graduate with a nursing degree in, in America, it actually doesn't mean anything. Your real graduation comes once you pass your boards, which is the uh, NCLEX, which is our national examination for nursing majors. So um, still studying for that. I'll be taking that in July. So once that's all done and passed, that's when I can really start celebrating graduation. Yeah, I mean, I have to agree with everything that Ben said. It was really fun and it kind of surreal in a way, just because I feel like graduation has been like the ongoing topic and nearly every episode and it kind of looking back how we would talk about if there's one thing that we could have um it would be a commencement and we did we got it and and now it's over which is weird that we talked about it for so long and and it happened and it's been almost a month um but it was so fun and I think it was such a nice day as well there was a point where I felt like it was gonna rain like it was a about to rain and, and then it didn't. So it was, it was, that was good. Um, but other than that, the day was really nice and it was just so fun to be with like all my classmates. Um, and we got to sit with whoever we wanted, which was kind of cool that we could just sit with our friends. Um, mm. So the whole time, especially since it was so long, it, it did feel a little bit long towards the end. Um, so you got, we could chat with our friends. Um, but yeah, it was so it was fun. And then the hawk walk, obviously, it was very different than it normally would be. But I still think that they tried to make it as like um, special as they could, and um, and it was really cool when we got to walk. And then like all our parents were like waiting, um, taking pictures, and. But yeah, it was really fun. It, it, it still it still hasn't hit me that graduation happened, um, but we'll see. I mean, I think in a couple of months, I'm gonna be like, what? I'm graduated, like I don't have to go back to school. Um, but yeah, I guess that's all I have to say. Awesome, and Jared, did you, um, did you watch the live stream or would you- Don't do? blame me if you didn't. <laughs> Honestly, like my, so I wanted to actually, um, just because, you know, it's like, you go to Rockers, you know, I love the community. There's quite a few people I would love to see, but I was like, you know what? Um, let me just see it when I graduate. So I didn't feel like, you know, I'm like, you know, expecting anything, you know, because graduation of any sort um, for me is kind of just like in the moment, surreal type of thing for me. You know, it's like, you have no idea what it's like and that you do it and then it's like, you know, so I guess I just didn't want to be spoiled for me because everybody has all the pictures afterwards I'm like man everyone's so happy like I was just really I was really glad to see you know you guys be able to celebrate that accomplishment as you needed to but um I just didn't want to spoil that for myself <laughs> I mean and basically the majority of it is them just like saying names <laughs> and, and you would be bored <laughs> like at the end we were all like goodness come on that's no that, that's why they let you sit with your friends like that was done. Yeah. I don't know what I would have done. I would have, I mean, I guess like even our, there was still like a lot of people I didn't really know. Cause I guess, yeah, um, St. Luke's um, students were there as well. Which yeah. That was, oh, yes. that was really cool. That's why it was yeah. so long as well. Um, so there were a lot of people I didn't know since they are from um, the West Park campus. Um, right. They were there. But, yeah. Actually, that was a really funny thing is all of uh, all of the nursing students, they were all so confused. They're like, wait what what's the other nursing there's another nursing school graduating because like usually they they kept the split between research you heard all the nursing majors there 
And then St. Luke's, those nursing majors, uh, they graduated with the rest of the school with the, the Bachelor's of Arts, I think. Bachelor it, of, it was, it was, yeah, was yeah, like yeah. Bachelor of Nursing in your space were like science or something. Right, and, every, and then all of us were kind of looking around like, wait a minute, we don't know you, oh, St. Luke's, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, but next year, that's the only nursing school that's gonna be called, so. Oh, actually, Not next year, though. one more, and then two, two years, yeah. actually, two years from now. So my, when I graduate. Yes. Okay. Yes. So that'd be really cool. But no, Jared, I can, hey man, I can respect you trying to have like, just try to keep that like pure and like keep it surreal for yourself because mm -hmm. especially when you do like the Hawk Walk, I think it's just, I don't know, it, it, it was not anything that I was expecting. Like I didn't know what it was going to look like and it was so cool to actually experience that in the moment. And I feel like that's something... <laughs> A lot of like us as a society today need to be able to be more okay with just people to experience stuff in the moment rather than like having expectations for literally everything in our life. So I think it's, yeah. yeah, I think that especially helped with like us where it's like if you and I guess yours your graduation honestly is gonna be very different than ours. Um, just to start off, hopefully yeah. no more COVID, obviously, yeah, or another pandemic that would not be. Good. <laughs> Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah but honestly like covid like forced the circumstances that we had to move our traditional graduation venue from municipal to sporting and i thought graduating at sporting was really freaking cool because you get to go step onto the field where the stage was and dope yeah because you were surrounded it's 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 a stadium so you were surrounded by you know the few thousand people who were there watching and so I felt like that was just like a really cool experience and really unique is not, because really this year's graduates are the only ones who got to experience that of any Rockers graduate in the last 102 years, right? So I feel like that was really unique for us. It is. Where, um, Municipal, where is that, by the way? It is downtown. Because you, well, I was going to say what happened, but you will know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know where the Marriott is that lights up? Um, it'll have like chief stuff go across it and um, royal stuff go across it and they'll do American flags and stuff like that. Have you ever seen that downtown? Okay, it's, it's right across from that. It, uh, and commencement will be there next year um, in 2022. 2023, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how it all goes. Yeah, it was great. I didn't know if I was going to like it, but I really did like being at the stadium it was really cool actually if you saw like because we could submit a really cool part about it was you could submit pictures to um like the alumni committee uh, at rockers and they put a slideshow up about uh with all the graduates if you send in pictures and that was really cool just like seeing you and your friend like up on a giant jumbo screen for a professional sports stadium and plus all the uh, marketing videos that you guys all record. I thought those were really, really cool. Outstanding senior the stuff. Yeah. Interviews that were played. I love that. That was dope. Did you guys have any big celebrations, parties, um, vacations right afterward? Um, yeah, my family did. Um, so my baby sister, shout out Valerie. Um, she graduated from high school this year as well. And so my parents kind of did like a combo trip between the two of us since we were both graduating. Uh, we went to Cancun uh, for a few days, then Playa del Carmen for a few days. And that was just really nice to just get away from everything and just chill out on a beach, honestly. Um, I was still studying for my NCLEX down there just because I like my study schedule like needed me to, but it's a lot easier when your feet are in the sand than when you're just sitting here <laughs> at your desk in Kansas City. So it was a ton of fun. I got like four shades tanner, which was my goal for going down there. So <laughs> do you mind uh, telling us about the the podcast experience down there? Oh my God. Guy? Yeah. So we were staying at so we were staying at this resort in Cancun. I was uh, I was sitting at the beachside bar uh, with an afternoon coffee, iced coffee, and my NCLEX book, just reading uh, reading up. And someone kind of just walks by, and they go, "Oh, you studying for something?" Like, "Oh yeah, I just graduated. Um, I'm studying for my boards." He goes, "Oh, where'd you graduate from?" I go, "Rockers University." I met um, this guy. I already for freaking forgot his name. It was like Jeff. 
I didn't catch his last name, but he was a uh, Rockhurst graduate from the 80s. And wow. I started talking to him about it. And he goes, your voice sounds familiar. I'm like, do you listen to the podcast? He's like, yeah, and I love it. And I'm like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> wow. That is yeah, so cool. The fact that that happened there. Alumni listening to this. So dope. Yeah, to you guys, we love you. This is why we make this stuff. So. Wow. Already meeting fans. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. I know. Yeah. Like, I've never felt like this before. No one knows who I am. <laughs> I'm, more so like, I'm more so just kind of almost honored that there are like alumni that like listen to this. And especially when it's been so like, it's been, you know, like several years since they graduated that they're still like, I feel like they're just really shows like the Rockers community. Like they still care to like know what's going on with our events because a lot of our the talk, things we talk about are just like events on campus and I'm sure like some of those things aren't like exactly like relevant always to them yeah. um which I think it's so cool that they they listen to them that's awesome well, literally that's you have a really good point that definitely tells you so much I think about you know um I mean we're all pretty well-spoken individuals you know but I think the, the biggest part about this, you know, the reach and like the impact that we can have. And I feel like, you know, that conversation that you had with Jeff, if that was his name, but it's, shout out Jeff, hope you're listening. <laughs> Is that, I mean, that's just great. You know, like how many other people are there out there like that, that we haven't heard from yet that we might just walk into and just be like, oh yeah, like, that's just so cool. Wow, small world. That's so funny that he recognized your voice. I guess you do have a very dis distinct, what's the word? Distinct, yeah. Distinct voice. Uh, Vince um, sent me an email about it, so I forwarded it to my boss. I'm like, hey, we're huge in Mexico. So, <laughs> uh, America, what kind of celebrations, parties um, did you guys do? Not too do? much right now, no. I want to have a... Uh, we're currently remodeling my my house so it's been kind of crazy we've been wanting to have like a graduation party but I will be going to Mexico the 30th so I'll be going there I'll be there for a month and then actually you know, in a couple of weeks I'll be visiting my roommate Emma Martinez um, in Colorado which I'm very excited about with a couple of friends um, she was the undergraduate speaker as well which she, she did amazing um, so yeah nothing I haven't done anything yet just been working but hopefully in the next couple of weeks I'll get to celebrate speaking of working um as we mentioned in the opening, summer's nearing halfway. Summer can mean a lot of different things, different students. Um, some will go through extended programs like the MOT, the DOT, the PT programs. They'll go all the way through the summer to get that five-year uh, doctorate or master's degree with the undergrad done. Um, some will study abroad. Um, many obviously go home and work or stay in town and work. What's a typical summer like for a college student and kind of where are you at right now? So this summer is definitely a lot di different for any summer that I've usually had. Um, as I mentioned earlier, um, I'm a caddy at a country club. I've done that for six years. So that is always something that I usually do. I've done that since I was 13. Um, and I've always done that every summer. Um, before this year, I never actually had a real job because technically, you don't really classify caddying as a real job because it's all tips, actually. Golfers, they pay you with straight cash at the end of every um, every round that they have. It's about four to five hours on the course, typically. Um, so I've been doing that. I've been working at an Italian restaurant called Francesca's a few minutes north of where I live at now since New Year's Eve. I've been there, so I do that still. Um, I have an internship with a group based in Kansas City called the Grand Lab that I actually got through Black Student Union which is a really nice connection there. Um, that starts next week, so that's been really good. Um, and then I also, I, I don't even really consider this a job, um, it just pays. And um, I'm a film acting minor, and so I heard from some people that I connected with up here about an acting gig for a show um, for like a recurring role. And I submitted an audition and I got the role, and that starts this weekend. So that's, in a way, it's a commitment, you know, because now I got to memorize lines and do all that stuff. Um, so it kind of is a job in a way. But at the same time, everything that I guess in the ways that I'm working this summer, I love what I'm doing. So it doesn't really feel like I'm truly working. I actually, I really enjoy what I'm doing. And if it pays, it pays too. So, yeah. 
America, do you have some sound effects to offer here? Or? <laughs> it was my dog. He's playing with his toy. It's what I thought. I was like, I hear I tried to get him to leave, but I think he did. Yeah. So it's just a random honk, you know? Yeah. No worries. Um, America, you said you're working at the restaurant right now? Yeah. Or? Yeah, I am working. Now I'm taking on like more responsibilities. Um, so more like paperwork stuff. So it's been kind of, it's been kind of fun just doing other things. Um, so a lot of the things I can actually do from, from home. And then I've also just been going um, more during the week. Um, so it keeps me busy just because I was so used to at school, um, like having like meeting after meeting and meeting after meeting or and then class and then homework. So now I do feel like I have like a lot more time, ironically. Um, so I'm kind of like trying to figure out what to do with all this time and keep busy. So yeah, that's what I've been doing right now. I want to, um, I've been meaning to like keep studying for the LSAT, but I mean, just with this weather, sometimes it's just, it's hard to study. So um, I admire events, but I guess yours really, you really have to do it. Um, <laughs> That's a choice coming up in three weeks. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Um, I am working as a uh, nurse intern to uh, Menor Medical Center's ICU. Uh, that's going to be the unit that I will be uh, transitioning to as a nurse. Um, so being able to work in the unit that I will be working in, uh, in that intern role has been really beneficial and just helping me um, transition from being a nursing student to a practicing RN, which will hopefully happen uh, once I take the NCLEX in July. Um, so I've been doing that. Uh, I do that part-time and part-time for hospital is um, two 12-hour shifts a week. Uh, and then the rest of my time during the week, I'm pretty much on the grind um, studying for that NCLEX, basically just cramming all of nursing school into about the space of a month um, before I go in and take that exam. But um, I don't know, it, with, with that job, it's just so conducive to my career. Like I recommend that mo every nursing major go out and go either get your certified nurses aid um, degree, not degree, certification, or um, one once you pass your fundamentals course in your first semester of nursing school, you'll also be um, qualified to have that certification as well without going through school because that kind of just covers the education there. Uh, if you can get a job as a tech CNA uh, or nurse intern, they're all kind of the same position, just different names in the hospital, no matter what healthcare system you in, um, you're going to really appreciate it because there is a really tough learning curve to working in a hospital just a fast-paced environment and actually applying the stuff that you learn in school. And that'll just help you um, with that transition as you become a nurse. So highly recommend. But yeah, um, setting for the NCLEX uh, has been a grind. Um, I have like this letter board over here. Um, I know we really talked about J. Cole a ton last podcast, but um, <laughs> my motivation, uh, I think it's backwards on the camera here it says the off season let's work um shouting out his last yeah thank you dreamville jake if, you, if you're a fan of j cole you can feel me in here right now you you know exactly what we're talking about here and so that's just kind of like my motivation to just pick myself up and start grinding toward all my goals so yeah what are some summer jobs that um, some of your friends have had during college, some of the more unique ones, um, popular ones, you know, nannying, things like that? What are some of the stuff you've heard going on that people do? I've heard a lot of dog sitting, a lot, which is weird. I mean, I've heard that over, I've heard, you know, every once in a while, somebody, oh, I dog sit. I've heard a lot of people that I know this summer say that they dog sit. I'm like, did COVID just, I don't know. Like pretty much like my friend, she gets paid to, well, watch the dog. Um, maybe parents will be like, they'll literally pretty much pay her to live in their house <laughs> with the dog for a day or so, which is really and really good money. So, um, a lot of guys, um, there, there's just some like odd jobs you only think of. Um, there's a lot of a good segment of guys at Rockers, you know, who works for this moving company called Bellhops. Um, and they're they're just a moving company here in Kansas City. Um, so very physically demanding but they say it pays really well um some of my some of my old roommates um they do like power washing 
in the area for this power washing company. Um, and then uh, there's a good contingent of rocker students who valet uh, as valets uh, on Country Club Plaza. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one, really easy. Two, makes a ton of money because of just the clientele that frequent the Country Club Plaza. And three, you get to drive cars that probably cost more than your parents' house. So <laughs> that's why they all might become friends with the the customers. That, yes, yes, you get to network with all these like these billionaires that in the Kansas City area. Yep, yep. get those business cards. Get them. <laughs> one hey, random so one that I've heard is I um I think that's what it was. Um, he worked in like a jelly factory. His name is Brian Callahan. I'm, I'm sure maybe you know him, Vince, but um, he had like a bunch of random jobs that he did. And one of them was like a jelly factory, which I thought was so cool. Um, way cooler than anything I've heard anyone else say, like that I know of. So I don't know what you would do there, but it sounds like a really cool job. But that's like the, uh, that's the advantage of going to a college in the city, right? Because one, you get like the city economy too. So there's just so many different types of jobs that like aren't available if you live in just a college town. And right now I feel like the, uh, the service industry, especially is really hurting to find employees. So they're high, they're, they're looking for people right now. So. Jared, what do you do at the Italian restaurant? So at Francesca's where I work at, I am a food runner and a buster. Food runner, um, I bring the food out to guests. That's pretty much my main job. Um, food desserts, anything that's prepped by chefs, I'm pretty much running out, hence food runner and making to-go orders. And I'm also a busboy, which is literally busting tables, taking down, you know, plates and whatnot. Um, yeah, it's actually a really good thing to, it kind of works with valet as far as, you know, connecting with people. Um, when you're, when you're busting and taking plates off of tables, you have a lot more time to, you know, interact with the customers, which I really like. Um, I'd say being, um, being at home, you know, pretty much all my sophomore year, I really valued the little connection that I did have. And at work was definitely a big one, you know, just getting to like, you know, just talk to people. You never really appreciate how much it is to see, you know, a family come in and just, you know, ask you a question about where you go to school and just talk to them, you know, and see them smile. Like the little things started to matter to me working at a job like that. But if there's anybody that's looking for a job like that, um, consider the fact that they are typically very flexible. Like my job, we have an online app and you go in, you like put in your availability, like to, you can put it in before it's scheduled. So it's really efficient with what you're doing and um, how it works because a lot of people get confused with the pay aspect. They pay you actually about, I think it's about $6 actually, but you make so much in tips that it covers way above minimum wage. So they pay you $6 per hour flat and everything else based off of the tips that you make for the night. So if it's a busy night, you're gonna make a lot of money. But if it's not busy, probably not but yeah it's the restaurant business especially um italian restaurant business is definitely a very intricate one there's a lot of things that they have that you're not going to really see other places do every once in a while um i'll have people they're not supposed to do this <laughs> but like guests will just like be like hey this is off the record and they'll give you a 20 they'll give you like a few fives they'll give you money you put in your apron no one saw it <laughs> it was so funny this one time this guy he literally put it in my apron and he was like no one saw that and so i've just been doing it ever since it's it's really funny sometimes um, how creative customers can be with um, tipping um but actually we don't pull tips so pretty much i make my money if i'm a buster it comes directly from the server and if you're a food runner, it comes from that too. So those runners make the least amount of money, still get good money. Then the busters and then the servers and the bartender, they do their own little thing. Have you guys heard of any jobs? I don't know if Jelly Factory figures into this, but jobs you heard people have that it's just like awful, like no way you would want to do this. <laughs> what, is, what does this make me think of? I'm going to have to think about it. I, I definitely know a few. If, if we were to go into the vein of like jobs that like people thought that were going to be nice or sounded great until they actually work them. Uh, I just know that there's a lot of people, especially like between Rockhurst and UMKC who go to work uh, to be like security um, at different bars around Kansas City, like particularly around Westport. Um, they pay really high. 
but the problem is like what I've heard is like the hours suck because you're there till three or four a.m. and on the weekends too. So there goes your social life as well. So it's not really worth like the twenty or so dollars an hour they're willing to offer to a college student, which sounds great. You know, <laughs> when you first so like oh, 20 bucks, like, okay, cool, whatever. Like, I'm not going to think about it. And then you're there till four or 5 a.m. You don't get to hang out with any of your friends and all of that. So that at that's least that's what I heard. You have to clean a bar. Yeah. That sounds horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I never went into that because I'm like five, seven on a good day and couldn't intimidate a fly. But also <laughs> For those reasons, I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I think just maybe in the service industry, I think a lot of people, if you've never worked maybe like at a restaurant or anything like that, you don't understand like like what goes through. That's why like I feel like so many people when they go to restaurants, they just have no idea how things work or like they get mad at people that have nothing to do with the problem that you just experienced or like, we see those every day. So I think that it would just be nice if honestly, if everyone could work at a restaurant, like for a little bit, I feel like everyone just would be a little so bit. nicer. Yeah, no, yeah. Like I can definitely, you know, piggyback off of what you were just talking about America. Um, it's kind of taught me a lot about like, you know, um, cause I'm a buster, you know, so I come and take place off the tables. I bring out um, appetizers and just, it could sometimes be just really just, just not it. <laughs> because sometimes and every once in a while while corporate which are the people on my restaurant's food chain i'm all throughout chicago and sometimes you know corporate comes in and that's when the manager gets all hectic he starts getting really scared and he's like okay everybody um please take that chain off <laughs> he, he just starts getting really 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 self-conscious about the corporates there and one thing that corporate trips over is stacking plates so it's really nice when i have you know people and I definitely learned this from being a buster, you know, just how much it is when you go out to a restaurant, you know, just stacking those plates on the table and giving them to them. Because other than that, you know, they're going to have to go around and like take each one. And it's just, I've heard, I've seen so many people drop plates. I heard a story about somebody dropping a whole food, um, plate of food on a girl right before she went to prom, which sounds like the worst thing possible, literally. But yeah, that actually happened. I was like, wow crazy but yeah but you know i have i have to agree that on the plates thing this is like a random this happened to me a while ago i was picking up a plate i usually don't pick a plate since i'm just usually in the front but i was picking up a plate and they were all like scattered through like the (laughs) the table and i'm like trying to grab the plate and then once i like i get it off like the the girl sitting there she was like she's like she was like this when I was like behind her and she was like you almost hit me I was about to let you hit me just so you could see and I was like why would you why couldn't you just be like oh you're like oh wait a second you know like she was like yeah, I was about to let you hit me just so you could see that you weren't doing it right I was like girl why would you okay mm-hmm. What's <laughs> like those random things I was like you could have just told me like can't you you clearly can speak she had the audacity just yeah but there's also like people that are the that's the thing sometimes you those are sometimes only a handful of people but there's you also get to meet so many awesome people and great customers who are super understanding like you could drop like their whole food and they'd be like it's fine (laughs) so (laughs) i mean they shouldn't be happening but there are also people that are just really really sweet so true no it's I definitely say so. And I, I think when you work at a restaurant, it definitely humbles you a little bit um, just because you see those things um, a lot. You know, you see really, you know, have people that are willing to, you know, help you out. And then you also get the really like um, just microaggressive people <laughs> that don't want to be bothered by you at all. And it's kind of like, you know, it can change your entire mood for the day. So sometimes I do this thing before I go to work where, you know, I just like take a little break um, because obviously, you know, anybody, we work because, you know, we're trying to get paid. But I do think it's also important that when you're working, you know, just to, to also make sure that, you know, your mental is in line with whatever you're doing. I might just find a few minutes, just take it off. I'm just like, okay, like, good. I want to be here. <laughs> I know what I'm doing, you know, just so that way I don't feel all stressed out or upset, you know, if somebody, not even if they make a comment, just like the way sometimes people will look at you sometimes will 
it'll get to you. You know, you've worked in a restaurant, you probably know what I'm talking about. It's hard to explain, but you know, you definitely want to find a balance between, you know, while you're working and making sure that you feel good while you're there too. America, um, I completely agree with your, your statement about everyone should work in a restaurant just for a little bit so they can see what it's like. Um, yeah, I swore, my wife and I swore that we would uh, have our kids work in the service industry somehow on their way up just so they'd know how to treat people or how not to treat people. And they're both doing that right now. So hopefully that lesson comes around because everyone's got horror stories, but everyone's got uh, good stories too. I met, um, it was waiting tables in Nashville and met uh, one of the children of Martin Luther King Jr. So what? yeah, That's crazy. so just one of those moments where like, oh my goodness. Oh. And like, you can't really ask for autographs or anything like that, but just like, wow. It was just like those wow moments. So it was really neat. But yeah. So anyway, there's a lot of students right now that just graduated high school. You guys are in a much different position. They just graduated high school. They're getting ready to come to Rockhurst in the fall. Um, they're probably pretty nervous or maybe they're excited. Uh, do you remember the summer before your freshman year, kind of what that was like and what your mindset was going into the fall? Excited, but nervous. Um, just because like, I was really excited to be able to live on my own. Uh, I lived on campus uh, my first two years and I, I was just really excited to go. Um, it was kind of nice too, because there were a few people like America from my high school who were going to Rockers as well. So I'm just like, all right, if I completely like bomb my introductions to new people, uh, <laughs> I have friends here, so it'll be okay. Um, but um, I don't know, the nervous aspect for it too is kind of from the same vein, like, yeah, I'm gonna be living on my own. I'm gonna have to make decisions, you know, for myself for once. And so that anticipation of making that leap for yourself, um, kind of just like as a person, just like moving through the stages of life, I think that was just like really huge. Um, just people to just jump into that rabbit's hole um, that first semester and really start living life like just by yourself and making those decisions for yourself away from your parents. So I thought that was really cool. I mean, yeah, I felt the same. I felt um, excited to meet new people. Um, and I think maybe just like one advice that I think it's so basic and everyone says that, but it really, I think it's very important is just to talk to everyone and not be like afraid to be who you are. It sounds so cheesy, but like at the beginning, I feel like there's not always like moments in your life when you're new at something and then everyone around you is also new. Because once you start a job, like people already have like friendships or um, I'm really just any, or like, I don't know, you get married and you join someone's family. Like they obviously already have these connections to each other. And, but like when you're starting like as a freshman, um, in a new school, like no one knows like each other. And like, obviously there are people who, who maybe went to the same high school. Um, but other than that, everyone's trying to meet new friends. Um, so no one, no one really knows anything about you. Everyone feels nervous. Um, and they want you to like them as well. Some, um, just like you want them to like, you want, just like you want friends, they want to make friends as well. So if anything, something that I wish I would have done starting off that fall semester is just I really, really talk to everyone that I wanted to talk to because there's a lot of people that I met afterwards um, that I got to know afterwards and maybe years later that now I'm like, wow, I really wish I would have talked to you before and maybe I had that opportunity um, then at the beginning of the fall semester, but I just, I think I was too nervous and a little bit self-conscious of like, are they gonna like me? Um, and then the thing is that they felt exactly the same. So just come in feeling confident. Um, and I think, Rock I know Rockers is a very like welcoming community. Um, so uh, it'll be all right, <laughs> just to kind of sum it up that way. I think, I feel like I've mentioned this before, the only way I might've been a little nervous um, coming into um, school as a freshman, um, I knew I was going to love Rockers. At least that was what I, you know, told myself when I made the decision to come here anyways. But definitely not knowing anybody at Rockers was a really big um, thing for me. I'm like, you know, I don't know anybody here. Um, 
even though what ended up happening was, and this is a funny story I'm, that I might have also mentioned before when I went to ride, on the, ride to the Rock, which is, you know, many people from, you know, St. Louis and Omaha, they have those two trips to campus. You spend the night. I went with this kid named Joey. Went to an all-boys school in St. Louis called Dismet, which we're all familiar with now. But I wasn't, and I went to an all-boys school in Chicago, so we had a connection there. We became really cool, connected. I was gonna go to Rockhurst. He was gonna go to Semo. Um, he called me at some point in June, says he doesn't want to go there, says he wants to go to Rockhurst. I connected him with his admissions counselor. He ends up coming. But besides that, I didn't know anybody at Rockhurst, and I feel like up until a few days before I got there, I was a little nervous about that um, because I was like, oh my gosh, like um, how am I? How do I approach people? Um, and I've been in, I guess we've all been in positions before where we don't know somebody. You know, like technically every friend or every person that you know in your life, you had to interact with them for the first time at some point to be technical, right? So I tried to look at it that way. But then it was just like, well, this is college, you know? So I guess just knowing that this was a new, a new time for me was what made it nervous. Not the idea of having to be around new people, you know, making friends. I didn't believe I could do that, but actually doing it, you know, committing myself to do things the right way. It's just a little overwhelming. Um, I do think that Rockers has such an intentional community that it was really not that hard once I got there. Um, like I was able to blossom before, to be completely honest, I feel like I had a few solid friends before my first classes even started, um, just from orientation weekend. Um, but in like the hottest of places too, it was, it was so cool. Um, but yeah, regardless of it, I mean, just as you said earlier, and yeah, some people will say it's cheesy America, but I mean, at the end of the day, you do have to be true to who you are, you know, um, don't feel like you have to put up a front for anybody just so you can have friends. Um, and that's probably not something that you'll set out to do, but it's something that you'll do subconsciously if you don't think about it. You know, it's important to just be intentional, involve your morals too, you know, don't just be friends with people just because they're fun, <laughs> you know, um, at some point the rubber meets the road you're going to want to be around solid people that you know want the best for you as you might want the best for them but that's anywhere in life you know I feel like if it's anything that I've learned from being a freshman and you know that slight sense of anxiety that I might have had is that that is something that I'm going to see you know when I get my first job you know when I start you know going in you know, maybe running conferences when I'm like an adult, you know, running full things. Like this is never something that will stop to see. So you're always going to meet new people. So think of it like that. It's a good way to just just branch out, you know, because that's what life is all about at the end of the day. Very good advice. That kind of relates to our uh, I wish I knew segment. So I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. So I wish I knew how to prepare for uh, the fall semester in this way. I think something that I wish I would have done more was talk to my academic advisor um, just about the classes that I wanted to take and maybe what my interests were um, because I feel like if any if there's anything that I really I would maybe regret is like not um, looking at more like majors and like or having like a minor in something else just because I wasn't really sure like what that would entail and I kind of um didn't talk to my advisor as much as I could have even though I, I think I did a good job of um when I had doubts like going to him I still think that I could have done more um because I feel like there were a lot of like other subjects that I found a lot of interest in that I definitely could have fit in my schedule. Um, so if maybe I would have known that at the beginning, you know, maybe my freshman, sophomore year, I wouldn't have been like regretting that, like maybe towards my senior year, like, oh darn, like I wish I would have talked to him more or maybe those classes that I was interested in, maybe going to those professors and being like, hey, like I'm kind of, I really like this subject is there, like what are the, um, requirements for getting like a major or a minor in this um because once you're starting off you just have so much time and it's way easier to fit extra classes into your schedule um than it would be your junior and um in senior year so I mean it's kind of vague but I mean it, it also depends when you find your interest in something but maybe just if you find anything sort of interesting, just talking to that professor and being like, hey, what would a minor in this look like? No, I think definitely 
getting a set plan before the fall semester, especially if you're a returning student is, I feel like that's really big. Um, just kind of seeing like how this prerequisite class will impact your career. Um, that's some, that's a connection I never really made in um, during my prerequisite era in nursing school, just like taking anatomy. I'm like, okay, yeah, I have to do this. Like again, I kind of have to know, but um, I would have studied a lot harder if I realized how much like my prerequisite courses to my major courses really tied in to my future career. Um, so I think that's definitely a change I think I would make. Um, I think a good way to do that is, especially if you're a actually new student and they hand you that sheet that lays out your entire program for the next four years, um, you can kind of use that as a tool to see like, okay, I need to take, I need to fulfill like this history one credit or a uh, global perspective credit, what electives or what classes could I take in that, that will be a little more geared to my career that will help me there in the future. So for example, uh, when I came to college, I had, uh, I had an intention of being a double major in nursing and Spanish, didn't really pan out. Um, but uh, if I were to continue on that course, I wish I would have taken uh, the Spanish healthcare class where they go over like specific terms and phrases uh, used in Spanish, specifically used for the hospital. Because I know, I mean, now I know a little bit of Spanish just to, you know, survive just a little bit. But absolutely, I have zero vocabulary for healthcare. And I've actually ran into a few situations where I've had um, purely Spanish-speaking patients before. And I'm like, ah, I know a little bit of Spanish, but like not, <laughs> not in this arena. So that, that, that's just one example. I would say definitely, <clears throat> I think I've definitely realized it this summer, for sure. So I can definitely talk about it as if like I'm currently going through it. But um, keeping yourself busy during the summer, whatever way that may be, it doesn't exactly mean having a job. Um, or making money. Um, let's say you have a craft that you like to work on. Like for me, um, I'm a poet and I've been going to, I haven't done this before, but I've been going to a lot of open mics with a few of my friends who are also artists from high school um, around the Chicago area, which is really, really, really cool. Um, just because it has, it lets me know not just where I'm at as an artist, but it's really cool to see other people do their own stuff too. Um, you know, it keeps my brain going, it keeps me motivated. That's one thing I've done, as you can say, as far as, you know, an artist. Academically, um, I'd say uh, some people like to read, some people don't. Um, but I think if you at least have a book open <laughs> or something that you're looking into for the summer, that will definitely help you in a way. Um, it's definitely, like, I don't read every day, but I'm definitely getting to the point where, you know, I'm setting you know, time aside to make sure that I'm looking into certain things. or like, just doing research just to keep my brain going, you know, um, I said one of the biggest assets anybody can have um, is just to not have a long period of time in your life where you're not doing anything at all. Um, you know, as I said, don't have to be working. You just need to make sure that your brain is just, you know, just active, you know. Maybe that might even be working out and going to the park every day, you know, to go kick it, play basketball, play sand volleyball with friends. It might even be that. Just staying active in some way um, just to make sure that you're not losing sense of who you are. You know, because there are definitely times I feel like in my life where the summer comes and it's boom, I do nothing, <laughs> you know, and it's okay to look forward to the summer, especially if you've been working hard all year, you do need some time off, you need a break, you know, go, go and take that vacation if you can, but don't forget, you know, don't forget the goal, keep all that in mind, just know where you're trying to go and the best way to work on that in the summer is to just keep yourself working, whatever it is that passionate about you know that can be schoolwork as I said it can be just whether that be you know wanting to keep your body in shape it can also be you know maybe you want to learn how to cook that's also something I want to do I haven't done that as much but I'm trying to um having a house next year I definitely want to learn how to cook a lot more so I'm trying to do this thing I haven't done it but maybe like once a week or every two weeks you know I'm preparing a dish um you can ask a few people at Rockers but I do cook a pretty mean chicken parmesan just throwing that out there <laughs> but yeah just finding time if you there's something that you want to do especially when school comes back um just find time so this fall specifically as we head into that um we're going to be basically back to normal so to speak um classrooms i think still going to have masks potentially if you are not vaccinated so there's a lot of if ands and butts and then involved there. So this past week, uh, they put out an announcement that said, 
students will be required to be vaccinated, um, but can apply for exemptions due to medical, uh, religious, or personal reasons. So uh, we talked a little bit earlier about communities. So I'm going to read a really small portion here of Father Curran, the, the president, Father Tom Curran, his uh, message to students in the Rockers community. So he said, uh, our strong sense of community identifies and unifies us. Um, this was abundantly clear even during these past 15 months in the midst of the virtual gatherings, we long to be reunited in person. The pandemic has instructed, transformed, and made us stronger um, individually and collectively. Now as we reconvene as a university community, we are being instructed according to local and national public health experts that the best way to reconvene and solidarity is protect ourselves uh, and others from the virus and its increasing number of variants through the COVID-19 vaccine. And then he goes on to talk about, um, you can declare one of three exemptions um, and every student will have to fill out a uh, electronic form. And you guys were talking earlier that, Jared, I think you already filled yours out. Um, you want to kind of talk about what that process was, and then we'll get into kind of what your thoughts are on the announcement itself. So when you go to fill out the form, Jared, what, what do you see? Pretty much, um, I filled it out, let's say yesterday, I filled out the form. Essentially what it is, guys, is you hit the link, it says like something here, it's in the email that they sent. You just click it, um, and your name, info, um, student ID number um, for incoming freshmen or anybody who doesn't know card number two zeros followed by, I want to say a six digit pin. Um, that should be on your rocker student ID. Something you can also find uh, from a counselor if you need it. But yeah, you put that in, um, address, all your basic information, um, nothing else, and then your vaccine dates. If you are already vaccinated, uh, you put in the first day that you got the dose and the second, unless you got Johnson & Johnson. It gives you the option to put just you know one for that too. So it pretty much gives you the option to put down your registration for whether you've been vaccinated or not. Um, select those options, put the dates in. It took me about a minute or so to complete. And yeah, it's pretty much done. Um, Is this, in your opinion, um, the best way to remain safe, um, to remain healthy? And uh, what do you think the discussion is going to be among students? I think the at least with the conversations between students, it's gonna continue the national conversation of the multiple different COVID-19 vaccines themselves just applied to can, you know, should you be forcing people to require it um, at certain institutions? And I don't know, for uh, speaking from like the healthcare side, I think that there already is kind of a precedent for va vaccines. Like there was a bunch of other diseases that we have to be vaccinated for before we come to college, you know? So I think that as a country, we should probably just move to the point where we're like, yeah, we're just gonna treat this like it's just one of the other vaccines on a long laundry list of vaccines schools need to require. And they already have exemptions for all those diseases. So I think that by the way we're implementing it, just by treating it just like another disease to be vaccinated for and giving people the option to have those exemptions, I think that's really important because it still leaves some uh, choice for people who are coming in, but also it keeps our community safe by making it a requirement. So I think that's like a good, I don't know, middle ground there for that. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think um, just, and it could be just like, the friend group or like the people that I surrounded myself with, but um, our rockers, but everyone, I guess I never really heard any one like strongly that I would think would strongly disagree or maybe if they were, I guess like they do have those exemptions. And just when we were offered like so many opportunities to get vaccinated last semester, um, a lot of people that I knew and like even my classmates, I would hear about them you know, getting vaccinated. And that would just be kind of the talk sometimes right before class um, started. So I, I have a feeling, I mean, I'm not really sure. I would like to know like maybe numbers. I'm sure the university has a better idea, but I do feel like a lot of students are already vaccinated. Um, and I think maybe a large majority, like a lot, I, I would say more so a good amount in comparison to perhaps other schools 
just because it have really has been offered to students a lot. And we have gotten, you know, those weekly emails um, about COVID-19 and just like updates that were going, um, that were happening around campus. So I don't think there'll be like a huge pushback from students, um, but that's just my opinion. Maybe someone else could disagree um, depending on, you know, like who they surrounded themselves with. But I, I don't think that it would be as big as perhaps maybe other schools. Yeah, I agree there. Um, the one thing that I think Rockers has um, with an advantage of us being a small school, um, it's just bare minimum just being a small school. Then when you add the idea of, you know, what our community is, the things that, you know, we've been able to do as a university, um, a lot of people miss that, you know, so many people, there's probably even people that might not agree with the idea of being vaccinated that will be on board with it just because, you know, they want to go back to that, you know, and they see that as, you know, maybe like you know, the safest route possible. Um, and then also I do believe that having, you know, the exemption route for some people, whoever really wants to go that route is important. So I'm glad they're doing that as well. Um, so nobody, you know, can feel and say, oh my gosh, they're forcing us to take the vaccine. Because, <laughs> you know, that's not the case. Um, at the same time, a lot of people, and I would definitely say most people at Rockers are longing for us to be able to do the things that, you know, we used to like, you know, for example, one of the first big things that'll be happening is family weekend. I mean, I remember that when I was a freshman, I'm like, yeah, my family wasn't there, but seeing some of my other friends and their families, you know, and dogs all over the campus was crazy. It was so much fun. You know, a lot of people miss those types of events. You know, I miss, you know, going to the basketball game, you know, and cheering on the team or whatever we were doing in the student section. Um, <laughs> those small things, you know, many people miss that. So I'll probably come back for that reason. But, um, I'd say, I'd say um, the national scene has definitely played a large role in that. You know, um, we talked earlier about, you know, school like Notre Dame, um, they just recently announced that they're making it mandatory for students to get vaccinated in order to come back. Um, I've seen a number of other schools do the same since then. So definitely wasn't very surprised to see, you know, how Rockets was going in that. But I think it'll be well. Vince, what's the hospital requirement like? We were really blessed, at least my hospital in particular, we got the uh, the first week that the Pfizer vaccine was available, um, we were vaccinating um, hospital staff already. Um, it's kind of the same thing with um, kind of the, how the school is doing it. Um, most people, I feel I have it, but um, you was not required for you to take the vaccine. Um, in a way, it was kind of like how we always treated our uh, flu vaccine um, before the COVID-19 pandemic, how that actually worked was um, if you didn't get your flu vaccination, uh, you could not get it for any, any reason, you know, religious, uh, personal, um, whatever. Uh, you had to wear a mask during the flu season. This, I mean, like this was like 2018, 2017 before COVID. So that was just like the consequence wearing that. Um, same thing for us here as we go through uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, so you don't you didn't have to be vaccinated, but uh, a vast majority of our staff over at the hospital are. Um, when it comes to like vaccines and all that, um, there's this thing uh, called the nine rights to medication administration. It's one of the first things drilled into your head uh, in nursing school, and one of those uh, rights is like right time, right patient. Uh, one of the other ones is right to refuse, and it's a thing in healthcare where everybody should have the right to refuse treatment, refuse a medication, refuse a vaccine for any reason that they want. It should be their choice because you gotta respect the individual um, from a healthcare standpoint for them to be able to choose their healthcare. And I think that by providing a outlet for exemptions uh, to that COVID-19 vaccine requirement here on campus, I think you can still honor that uh, for people while at the same time uh, having people be vaccinated and keep a pop safe population here on campus. But in that way also, you're also respecting the individual choices that individuals can make here on campus. And I think that's a good, um, again, like I was saying earlier, a good middle ground way to go about it. You know, make it required, but if you want to have an exemption, okay, you can. And so just seeing how that played out in our hospital with everybody, most of everybody getting vaccinated and just the few people who didn't want to, not, not choosing not to, I think that we can still get the best of both worlds there and still have a school year with all the events and all the events that everybody missed out on this last few years, so. I think that's a 
very comprehensive um, outlook on that. So it's a good, a good stopping point for this episode, which is episode number 15. Who knew? Um, we'll have 16 before uh, the new school year starts. So we'll have one more at some point in the summer. Um, by the way, if anyone out there is interested in being a co-host next year, uh, send us a direct message on Instagram at Rockhurst University, and we'll get in touch with you. We're going to open that up um, more in the coming weeks um, and have some announcements on social media and stuff for it. But um, we're already planning next year out. Of course, America events will be guests uh, if they want to be as, um, you know, yes, you can be Rockhurst University alumni, but you're Rockhurst podcast alumni, and that carries some weight. Thank you for listening to the podcast this week. Uh, thank you for joining us. You can find us, again, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. To watch the discussion, you can watch the Zoomcast on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Talk. So for Jared, America, and Vince, and Bree, wherever she is, and actually she is coincidentally at her summer job, had to work today, so couldn't join us. Uh, this is Chad Schnarr. Have a great week, everyone, and go Hawks.